0: Every time you go and get back up, you're getting a little bit better. And that's kind of how it's been for us.
1: I really, I don't use
0: that fear as a crutch. I use it as a tool.
1: You can use it as a crutch and you can play the blame game and you can blame other people. But our life is really our responsibility. And I wanted to see how far I could go. It hasn't been so much a progression as a, as a series of stumbles into things that came along. It scares me to even say this because it's uncomfortable sometimes. Find partners that are accountable, that they can hold you accountable. If you're not there, be willing to make the change to go do it. We're doing
0: what it takes and and others aren't. Hey, this is the Bring Your Own Awesome mini series where we talk to cool people who are doing awesome things. I'm Dan Walshman, fearless leader of the edgy empire, and with me is my co conspirator,
1: Brock. Yeah, I'm Brock Edwards, and on Bring Your Own Awesome, we interview members of the community. We have a no holds barred conversation about their battle for success.
0: So if you want to achieve a new level of success, join us at www.edgy.life. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, Dan and Brock here. Hey Brock. Hey. Uh, welcome back again. It's Dan Wolchmidt and Brock Edwards with the Bring Your Own Awesome uh, podcast. And uh, I'm excited to bring you another episode of this. Uh, Brock, I think not only are you and I excited, our guest,
1: like he's, uh, he's excited too. Yeah, he's excited enough for both of us. Th- this is going to be awesome.
0: <laughs> d- d- definitely. So b- before we hit l- the, the record button, he was jumping in and telling I'm like, no, 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 we have to do it live. Uh, and so I'm excited to bring you guys, all the listeners, Sean Spencer. Hey, Sean. Welcome hey, to the podcast.
2: Hey, I'm here. I'm happy to be here. Ready to have some fun.
0: I love it. I love it. So that th- that's the recipe. That's the recipe. So t- so tell us all who you are, what you do.
2: Okay. Uh, my name is Sean Spencer. I am originally from the East Coast I'm in Los Angeles now. I've been here for seven years, but originally from – what I call a, a hybrid mix of New York and Maryland, so a little bit of
0: both. Now, uh, now tell, tell, tell us, tell, tell us how you ended up there, and then how you ended up where you are right now.
2: Okay, um, I was born in I was born in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York. Um, spent there t- spent a lot of time there. My I have a military family background, so if you're familiar with the military, you know that means a lot of moving. So we moved back and forth, back and forth. Ended up in Maryland, DC, then. Um, eventually went to college out in the Maryland area, did well, graduated, um, got recruited to train for the Olympics, ended up in North Carolina, uh, spent three years training for the Olympic games there. So, and
1: then, so, so hang, hang on, Sean, what sport?
2: Uh, track and field, uh, long jump and, um, long jump and the, uh, triple jump. Cool. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Then after training ended up, um. In Maryland for a month, and then went back to New York, and then visited LA for All Star Weekend, and it's had me by the neck since I've gotten here. So,
0: so let, let's, um, so so let let me just dig in for a second. So you got you were recruited for the Olympics. That makes me and you were pretty badass in either high school, college, both, uh, at all of these jumps, and and not just a single jump, but doing that a couple a couple times.
2: Well here's the interesting part. Um I was a basketball player all my life. And then as I was in college, I went to college at twenty-one. So as a college um in college, I was trying to try out for the basketball team, but college teams and high school teams recruit differently. So college teams they recruit in the summer. High school recruits in November. I didn't know that. So upon getting into college late, going into um trying out for the team in November, they're really only looking for one player, but you have you know, 100 players out there trying out. So it didn't work out. And a friend of mine said, hey, come practice with our track team. You know, that'll help with your speed and your. you can already jump, you can dunk, but this will help you. And then I went out there, 21 years old, just practicing with the team. Coach decided he wanted to add me to the team. And believe it or not, my very first time running track officially was running for Adidas because it just so happened to be the Adidas national team. Hmm. So huge learning curve. Just put it like that.
0: <laughs> and how did you do? Tell us more. Was it like? Was it? Was it everything you imagined, or a little intimidating? Or- um, it,
2: it was I, nowhere near what I could have imagined because I didn't know the first thing about track and field. So everybody on the team was pretty much a pro athlete except me. So I had to learn fast, but my I was very athletic and very talented. I could jump very high and very far. So
0: dude, how did? Do- how do they even let you on the team if you're not a, prof- quote, unquote, I'm air quoting here, a uh, professional? I mean, how did that even happen, bro?
2: Right. So my boy who brought me over there, you know, he spoke up for me. But the coach told me in the very beginning, you know, we don't have any room right now. All our guys are this, this, and this, you know, so feel free to work out. And I said, okay, that's fine. I just came to work out. So I'm working out with them. And, you know, one thing about me, which even in business, um, anything that I'm doing, I'm very – Focused, I'm very, um, I'm very technical, and uh, you know, I, I, I very I concentrate very much on what I'm doing. So he saw how focused I was, and and he saw that I was coachable, and he just so happened to need another uh, long jumper and high jumper. So he, after they had their team meeting, I was waiting for my boy, and he sat down with me, asked me a few questions if I would to be interested, he could teach me. And I said, uh, sure. Even then, I didn't know it was a neat um, national team until two weeks later. No, I'm sorry, that following Friday, they had a trip to New York um, for a huge track meet. And everybody was supposed to show up on early Friday morning. And I didn't show up. And then, you know, Monday morning, they're asking me why. And I said, well, I can't afford that, which at the time I couldn't. I can't afford to go to New York and all this other stuff. So I didn't, I didn't show up. And then everybody kind of laughed at me. And I'm like, well, what are y'all laughing at? And they were like, well, it's paid for. I was like, well, what do you mean? I said, this is the Adidas national team. I said, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, I'm going to ask you to, to jump ahead here, Sean. So, But, but connect back to the past because you, mm-hmm. you're, you're an entrepreneur. You're a business guy. Tell us a little bit uh, about your business, but how the lessons from being on that team, uh, how have they helped you in business?
2: Well, I'm used to being the underdog, very much so. Um, I'm the guy that, I'm the nice guy that everybody knows, but not really inclined to help, you know, because I'm very, this is going to sound, I hope this doesn't come off a little too, I don't want to say arrogant, but a lot of people will probably resonate with this. Uh, I was one who people were a little intimidated by just because of how focused I am and how concentrated I am on what it is I'm doing. And when people see a certain talent in someone that may overshadow their own, potentially down the line, they're going to put some resistance towards that or at least not try to assist
1: you. So, so, so what is your business today and how does that show up where people aren't wanting to help? Okay. And this is where it
2: goes into. So basically today, um, I'm into, uh, the retail business. Um, of course, being an athlete, I was a personal trainer and stuff for 20 years, which I still do. Um, I work with people in different parts of the country and different parts of the world and stuff. So, but, um, my main business now, which is what I'm leaning um, I'll focus more on is a retail business. I have a business called Muffs or Muffsware, which are basically headphone covers um, that are functional to help protect and add style to your headphones. So just as your cell phone, excuse me, your cell phone case protects your phone and also gives it a bit of style, that is what we provide to headphones. So the headphones, because the headphone industry is really, really, really booming, and um, everybody's into the, you know, you got the over-ear, the on-ear because of the noise cancellation that it provides, the style, Beats by Dre, all those different ones. So by me getting into this business, no one wanted to teach me. No one wanted to help me because I'm very eager to learn. I'm a student to the game. And a lot of people that I knew, and a lot of people I see in business, they're not interested in handing out or showing you the game. They're not really interested in giving you information. And in business, information is everything. So... I've had to learn everything from scratch.
0: So that seems like a that seems like a pretty significant hurdle. I mean, if I'm being honest, right? I mean, yeah. you know, learn, I mean, I, I, I try to surround myself with awesome people so I don't have to learn the mistakes or yeah. learn the, the, you know, you know, make all the mistakes. I can learn from other people's not having that, and even being in an environment where people are like, "Dude, I, I'm not. Why would I give you my best secrets?" Exactly. That seems like that was quite a hurdle. Talk to me about how you overcame that.
2: Well, once again. Um, I'm I'm a student to the game. I know how to I I'm self-taught. I have no problem sitting up hours and hours and hours through the night and through the day studying something. And here in here in Los Angeles, if you've ever spent time here, and I mean specifically in the Hollywood, Beverly Hills, LA area, you'll know that people here are very reluctant to help each other. Everybody's trying to get over or get ahead of the next, so they're not inclined to teach you anything so for me to say you know what sean you really want to do this this is a, a gift you know that you have so what are you going to do are you going to complain that you don't have help yeah are you going to scream to high heavens say, hey someone please help me and hope for some charity in a sense that someone comes down and say okay yeah i'll help you and then you get screwed over on the back end say no take the time learn every aspect no matter how long it takes. And that's what I've done for the last 16 months to the point where I know the game very well and I understand the game.
1: So, so Sean, let, let let's spin that a little bit then. What advice do you wish you had received 16 months ago?
0: Yes. Yes, that's a money question. <laughs> that's right there what I was thinking. I was like, what have you learned, you know? So, sorry.
2: I'll say – What advice? Oh, man. It's so many different things. I didn't know. And let let me be very clear. I did not know the first thing about business. I didn't know what the EIN number was. I didn't know what ROI was. I didn't know anything about business. I just grew up in the city area. I knew how to go and make money. That's it. No strategy, no huge strategy to as far as business ethics. But I mean, I, I wish someone would have taught, would have helped me with just um, the main paperwork. I'll start there. I don't think people understand how important your paperwork is in the beginning, whether you're dealing with a partner or not, especially if you're dealing with a partner. Paperwork is, I wish someone would have kind of taught me that because it had gotten me out of a lot of issues that, you know, that I deal with now. Paperwork, um, Oh, uh,
0: man I think that's going to be the biggest one the rest of it is is really just learning so it sounds like you're not creating your own headphone covers you've got manufacturers and suppliers and maybe designers nope nope, nope. oh whoa huge surprise tell me more about this brother
2: yes. i am the i'm the owner and creator of my company i came up with it you know uh, probably 16 17 months ago Uh, Actually, no, it was longer than that. It was almost two years ago. Um, I came up with it. I was coming out of the gym, had a pair of Beats by Dre, and then I kept getting frustrated because the leather causes a lot of sweating. You know, if you're already sweating, and then the leather will accumulate more sweat in that area, then it begins to drip, and it's just very disgusting. And then after a while, they begin to smell because of the bacteria that builds up. Then they begin to fall apart. Any, any type of leather, after, after moisture and stuff gets to it, it begins to crack. And if you know anything about leather, the first crack you get, it's coming apart eventually. Now, I paid $300 for these headphones. There has to be a solution for this. So I jump online. I look around for three weeks. I find pretty much nothing. I found one thing that was not even solving the problem. And I was like, there has to be something out here. It needs to look like this. It needs to do this. It needs to do this on the side, and I just kind of had this crash through my front window, and like, well, why don't you do
0: it? Yeah, you know, I could give you a solution to that whole problem if you stopped going to the gym so much. You know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be working up a sweat. I got a problem oh, solved, baby. The problem solved. I, I, I can't
2: do that. I was, I was, I think I was, I think I was actually born in the gym. I want to. I almost want to say that sometimes, you know, just. I got to have it. It's a part of my life. It's my therapy. It helps me to get away from the world. You know, I got to have it. You know, when people when the world gets crazy and you're frustrated about whatever it may be, go to the gym. Put some loud music on
1: that you like and turn your phone off and just work. So, 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 Sean, you 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 had the idea, uh, yeah. kind of the scratching your own itch. You, you you thought through it. You figured out how to make it work. You figured out how to produce it. You figured out how to sell it. You know, you've got yes. you've got your website up. You, you, you've got all your business contacts going. I mean, yes. th- this is like the entrepreneurial dream, and you know, these days that kind of that gets a lot of. Uh, glitz and shiny and, you know, everyone looks right. at it like that's the ideal because you spend three seconds on Instagram and you see a whole bunch of stuff that probably doesn't relate to real life. So right. w- what's like the, the living the dream? I mean, what, what's, the, what's the real life, the, the gritty part of it, the day-to-day that people don't see? Okay.
2: That, oh, that's a good. I like that one. Um, the gritty, gritty day-to-day, very little sleep. Why? Uh, not because you don't get to sleep on time, it's because your mind is constantly moving, especially if you're a one shop, one one stop shop, and you have to do it all by yourself. Which I run this entire company by myself, believe it or not. People will get out there and think, "Oh, there has to be these." No, I have a seamstress, and I have a guy that I work with to do sublimation. That is it. I do it all by myself. So this
1: isn't just like made in America. That's like made in your neighborhood, Sean. This is like made in my living room almost.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's next level, dude. That's, that's, not, that's next level. Off. You know,
2: I go, I buy my own, I go, I take the time, I go buy my, all the fabric that I need. I, I buy all the materials that I need. I get that to my seamstress. And then once everything is produced, I take care of the packaging. I take care of the shipping. I take care of the inventory. Um, I, manage, I, I manage the whole inventory. We have two different products. I manage both products. I manage our social media. And... The thing is, people think, like you said, it's glistening. Oh, he has a business. Oh, it's this, that. It's like, it is. it can be a huge headache, especially if you don't know anything starting off like I did. I had to learn all this stuff. It's not fun. You're not shopping. You're not partying. You're not out drinking. You're not doing... You are... Every part of your day, if you're serious about your business, not only are you running your business, you're on the internet learning about business. You're going to places... Um, Like for me, my place to go is certain spots in Beverly Hills. I go to coffee shops and I just listen. You want to be around business. If you want to be in business, you need to be around business. Your friends need to be a part of businesses. They need to be, you know, not so much engulfed in it, but they need to understand business. Understand if you have a business. Mm -hmm. Understand that you cannot be running all left or right. Everything that you and your friends do you has to be under the understanding that Sean is running a business, so let's go grab something to eat real quick, catch up, see if I can help my boy out or help a help girl out. But you have to keep around you people in business, and that is how you're going to move forward, just like if it's track and field, um, hair salon, whatever it is. those are the, That's the environment you have to surround yourself with. If you plan on being the so, best.
0: So, you know, I was just in uh, Hollywood, Rock and I were for Awesome Palooza. That was a couple of weeks ago. Maybe it's a month now, I forget. Yep. It was incredible. We had a, a friend of ours, Jason Womack, talk about, you know, building out a grid of your friends in your life. And, You know, look at how much money they make and look at how where do they go on vacation? What do they vacation? How many weeks a year? And if you want to get to, let's say, a million dollars a year, you need to have I think he challenged us, Brock. Right. One friend who makes a million dollars a year. And if you well, Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He he was saying, you know, it's kind of kind of that old thing that the average. So, I mean, if you don't have anyone pulling your average up um, right. you know, you're, you're, not going up. Yeah. They're, they're pulling you down. So I think that's great. I mean, when I listen to you talk, Sean, and, and you're saying
0: it real, like you're right, uh, Brock's, Brock's dead on. Everyone thinks is like a you know, very sexy image of like, Oh, I'm an entrepreneur. And what you're saying is I've made deliberate choices. Now Brock's a runner. Yeah. I'm a runner. You're an athlete. I meet a lot of athletes and, and, and another kind of, um, I want to call it in shape, but but you know, guys competing mm-hmm. who who have this focus, it's like an obsession, right? Right. Um, do you do you think that's your superpower? Is that ability to focus on something intensely?
2: Yes, I, I, w- I would say that. Um, my ability to lock in on whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is. I've I've done a lot of different things in my life on my path to here, versus being a fitness model to runway model to to a teacher, to a photographer, anything. I have this mindset that I was taught when I was young. One, you never give up regardless of what happens. Two, be a student. So whatever I decide I want to do, and if I've made that conscious decision, I'm going to put effort and time and money into it. I'm going to be better than
1: whomever is in that field, or at least the majority. So, so when we talk about superpowers, Sean, yeah. um, we we tend to think of them as like innate things that, that that we're born with. But chances are, other people can learn from it, and they, yeah. they can learn from you. So, what advice would you give to someone who's going? Yeah, this sounds good, but but how do I focus more? I've got all these distractions in my life. You know, I've got a short attention span. How do I zoom in? Are You willing to sacrifice? So, say, say more about that, Sean. Yeah. I've sacrificed so
2: much, just me moving out here. I could have stayed home or in an area in which my family and my friends are, my comfort zone. First thing you got to do is you got to jump out of the comfort zone. And then you got to be willing to make sacrifices of time. Um, And yeah, there's going to be times you're going to want to go out. You may want to go shopping. You may want to go hang here. But if this is what you truly want to do, you have to sacrifice almost everything for it. Like, um, and some of the things I wrote to you guys, um, yeah, I sacrificed to the point where I ended up homeless out here in LA with almost no family, and no friends out here. Well, I didn't have any friends out here, but I had cousins in Long Beach and I'd never even met them before because I'd never been to California and they were never able to make it to
0: the East Coast. So, so, so talk, talk talk to me about that time where you were homeless. Yeah. Because I think that's powerful. You know, people kind of you glossed over that in a sentence. Yeah. And I've, 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 I've you know.
1: <laughs> and, and, so, and, and actually, actually, can can I add to that? Just just yeah. let, let me frame that for you, Sean. Yeah. So you, you talk about focus, and here's how you get focus. But there's always another question, like, am I focused on the right thing? Mm-hmm. And, and I I kind of suspect that most people, if they find themselves homeless, would be saying, you know, what is this really the right thing? Right.
2: Um, homelessness. That was very much a that was a point because you gotta understand when I when I became homeless, I was 35 years old. I wasn't 20 years old. I wasn't, you know, 25 or whatever. I was 35 years old. So prior to that, you know, I had worked for the government. I'd worked this and this. So I'd always had a little bit of finances where I'm like, you know, I'm okay, you know, just you know, da-da-da. But this is the very first time where I ended up homeless. I had no money, no food. And the only thing that one of the things that really saved me was I had a car that luckily had been paid off before I moved to California. So I slept in that. And I had a friend that I was seeing. So I was sleep in her garage because I couldn't sleep in her house because she had a, she had a son. So, you know, but within that, it was like when you become homeless and anybody who's been homeless and gotten out of it, they'll tell you the same thing. You have two choices. Well, excuse me, three. You go back home to your family, you stay on the streets and be homeless or you make a change. And for the for people who end up homeless. It's, it's, it's especially for whatever the reason may be, if it's a drug issue, that may take a lot longer. Um, but in most cases, those who end up homeless don't come out of being homeless because homeless ends up becoming a mindset. First is physical, like you physically have nowhere to live, and then you get so down on yourself because oh my God, I'm homeless. Oh, I'm a failure. I'm this, and it starts eating at you. Me, I knew I wasn't a failure. I knew I was extremely intelligent. I had a dual degree from college, and I've I've lived in New York, so I've lived through much worse than being homeless. So I said, okay, well, what are you gonna do, Sean? You gonna complain about it? You're going to cry to your family. You're going to figure it out. So I was homeless for about three and a half weeks. And I just said, okay, all right, let's figure this out. What do you need to do? All right. You need to find a job. Okay, cool. You need to find some work. Okay, cool. The girl I was seeing, she was helping me with, with some gas money. And she would you know, feed me from time to time. And I would spend my entire days looking for work and somewhere to stay. And then finally, I found a couple clients that I was working with to make a little bit of money. And then... Um, I found an apartment that the guy, he was just looking for someone to help him with bills and he needed, it was only $500 to get in. I had my own room, bathroom. So at the time I still, I had no money. So I, I hustled, worked hard and I came up with $500 in about 24 hours and paid the guy Got in here. Wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. I, I can't let you go on. <laughs> how, did, how did how did you do that? I mean, you talk about five hundred bucks. I mean, yeah. ho- hopefully, you weren't on the street corner, you know, whoring yourself out as a gigolo. But, <laughs> well, but you, know, you
2: know, I, <laughs> I thought about, it, I thought about it. But said, so, you know, LA's got enough of that, so I don't think they, yeah, would have yeah. That
0: pressure, so, <laughs> but, but, but I mean, I thought, talk, talk me through that. I mean, how, how, how do you do that? Because, like, listen, Sean, you, I mean, this is so amazing. We got so many people in the group who are saying, "I'm struggling with money." The number one problem I want to solve is how do I make money? And here you are saying. I'm homeless. I'm in my, you know, sleeping in the garage yeah. uh, of you know, of someone I'm seeing and then I get this opportunity and I got to come up with 500 bucks. So people can't make 500 bucks in 2 weeks, yeah. right? So yeah. so how do we do that? What how, what's what how, what did you do?
2: First thing, a whole lot of praying. First thing. Second thing, um I just homed in on what I was good at. And me, I I know that I'm a very talented guy and I'm also focused. So I said, okay, well, what are the quickest ways for me to make some money legally and and I can get it done within the next 24, 28 hours? I said, okay. Well, personal training, okay, cool. Now, I had trained some people prior to me ending up homeless, so I called on some old clients and I said, hey, you want to get back to training? And some of them were like, okay, yeah, I do. And I said, okay, cool. Um, I'm going to give you a killer deal, you know, uh if you can start start your sessions up you know this weekend um for your normal rate of let's say you know let's say it's 240 dollars instead of normally me normally giving them 15 sessions i say you know what i'll give you 50 sessions and i did that with two clients then i had another friend who was kind of in the entertainment industry celebrity if you would call them and i told her i told her husband and i said hey look if you need any help around the house, any trash, anything that needs to be removed, and they just so happen to just moved to LA, I said, "Tell him he doesn't have to go hire people. He can pay me. I can lift everything that needs to be lifted. I can take stuff to the dumpster, and that's how I put together that money. And I was also eating because her husband would feed me every time I came over there. But you just have to, Man,
0: you just have that to money. decide. That.
2: You don't want to be homeless no more. That's it." You just have to decide. You do not want to be suffering money-wise. Then your next question is, and you guys will probably understand this a lot better than some people. Forget how do I make the money? How do I keep it? That's the one thing people so, are so not talking about is that. how to keep money, making so, money. So is easy. More about that. Making money is easy. Um, make you you probably make money often. You know. But you also have bills. But you, then you also have little random things you do. Some people can run into x amount of money. <clears throat> Let's say they run into two, three, four, five thousand dollars, whatever it may be. And most people are not educated or taught well enough to know how to keep money, saving, things like that. And then even with saving, understanding that if you're going to use your money, how much of it to use.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's the one thing that, you know, I was never taught coming up was never how to keep money. I was taught how to hustle and go out there and make money because being from the city, you naturally have the hustle mentality. You know how to move. You know how the streets move. <clears throat> so, so, you
1: know how you know to go find a place for, to make money. Advice for so others that are going, for, 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 man, this sounds awesome. What, man, what's your three-point awesome. plan for keeping right. money? And what advice? I, there's probably more um, than three, but, you know...
2: Three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would say um, every time you get paid, like every time you get paid, whatever you you know, uh, if you if you're working a job. If you're not working a job, go find some way to work, make some money. So you make your money. Bills go put the bills aside first. The best you can. If there's if if you don't have enough or or to cover you yourself and your bills, figure out which bills are most important. And then make calls to those other places to try to get you some time. But bills have to come first where you live. If you live alone, if you have a roommate, that is the first thing you need to do. Make sure that's taken care of. And then after that, start sacrificing again. That's, That's one of the biggest words that I use. You got sacrifice. You can't be going out all the time. You can't be spending money doing this. Yeah, you want to hang with your friends, but you have to understand you're on a budget. It's okay to say no. It's okay to tell your friends I'm on a budget. Now, if they want to pay for you, hey, go for it. But it's okay to say, no, I can't. I got to save up. And then you keep saving up. And then eventually you'll have money stacked up. And then when you do have your money stacked up, even then you have to be even smarter because you don't want to end up back in that situation. So I'll give you a quick example, real quick. When I first started my online training program about four years ago, I was one of the only people doing it through social media um, promoting an online training program. So because of that, it's before the world caught on to promoting businesses through social media. I became extremely successful to the point where I might've been pulling in anywhere between $6,000 to $8,000 a month. Not to, not to count maybe $3,000 that was coming from overseas through Western Union. So I was doing well. Bought a car, did all this other stuff. But there was one thing. I wasn't managing my money. I was just spending it as fast as it was coming in. And eventually, when the world caught up with social media marketing and promoting your business, trainers jumped on and said, hey, I can do this, too. Now, for me being one of only two options. Now I'm one of two thousand options. So now I'm no longer being seen. So now I'm losing money. And the next thing you know, the money starts drying up, and now I'm in trouble again. But I still have these same bills that are going to keep running. The bills don't stop.
0: Time to kick in the focus.
2: Yes. Focus. Yeah. You got to change. You got to change your habits. You got to change the game.
0: So we definitely, we definitely need to come back and do. A- we definitely need to come back and do like a part two podcast yeah, there's, episode there's too with much you, here. dude. This is this is a. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, Brock. I mean, <laughs> look, there, there's so many lessons. I you know, um, you, you share with all of us, listen, if you want focus, which is your superpower, and, and you didn't you never used the word obsessed, but I get the sense, Sean, you kinda have an obsessive personality. You you know
2: I'm very um me when I when I when I'm focused, I, I call myself stubborn. I won't say obsessed, I yeah. say I'm stubborn. So when I want to do something, which it might be equal to obsessed, but I love I'm it. on it. Like you can't yeah. me and, and you can't, it's a trait. It, well, it's I incredible
0: have. because you said several things, which I think all of our audience can, can immediately grab hold onto. One was you said, you got to talk to yourself and have these really candid conversations about what do you want? I'm imagining you sitting in a sleeping bag or a cot or air mattress and, 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 and you know, and the, this girls that you're seeing her, her garage and you kind of have this, you look at the ceiling and you're like, dude, something's got to change. Like I, some, you know, I got to fix right. this situation. And I think there's a lot of people who just, they go, Ooh, okay, I hope tomorrow is better. And um, you didn't hope, right? you didn't, uh, you said, mm. look, who? what can I do to generate revenue? Boom. Let me go to my, um, my past clients, offer a killer of a deal. If you give me a little money now, I'm going to give you 50 yep. weeks of this. Uh, and then you said, hey, look- You just moved. You need me to lift boxes. I'm pretty strong. I'm in shape. I can do that. Done. And I think all around us, there are these solutions waiting for us to grab hold of. And we just don't do it. We make excuses. Mm -hmm. We say, oh, I'm going to pray about it. Look, you prayed, but you also worked. Right. Or I I hope someone comes and rescues me. Or we get a little down on ourselves. Well, this always happens to me. You know, I I guess I'm I guess I'm that guy who always fails, you know, who, who, you know, life. And You've applied that superpower of focus to all of us. Let me ask you one question before we wrap this up. You know, this community—we've got a million plus people on the Facebook page. There's a thousand people inside this group. We're going to be—we're going to be sharing this with. What? What? What could the group do for you? How could the group help you? Um. You know, just as far as helping me,
2: uh, just keep the motivation up there. You know, we all need it. Everybody, tell your story. You would never believe how it can help someone, even if that person is doing good, there could be something that they can really resonate with that just give them even more energy. So, you know what? I remember going through that. I remember this. I remember that. I can relate to that. Or, wow, they went through that. Okay, let me step my game up because if they was able to go through this, I can go through that. So, for me, it's more of just hearing people's stories because it's, it's something that I don't usually get to hear a lot. Like when, um, like, you know, uh, Chanel, when her and I got to sit down and have a conversation, she, she is amazing by the way. Um, our lives were fairly parallel, different, but parallel in, in, in the struggles that we've had. And just her sharing her story with me motivated me to a mm. certain extent, just the That's story amazing. itself. Not even so much. Right. Not even, let me just teach you. No, it was just mm. listening. Sharing information, I think, is helpful for me because we're all looking for information. That's what it's about.
0: That's incredible. Uh, and I had I had the chance uh, not too long ago to have coffee with Chanel when I was in uh, Tahoe, uh, Reno, Tahoe. And so uh, what an mm-hmm. amazing opportunity. So, Sean, thank you for spending some time with us today. Brock and I, I mean, we're both in agreement here. Right, Brock? We got to do that. We got we got to do round two. Oh, absolutely. Too much. Here. Oh, yeah. too much. Um, yeah.
2: yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely in. Just like I said, just let me know anytime. And uh, one thing I want to say when you talked about um, uh, when people are saying, okay, yeah, I'm homeless, this and that. What do I do? Oh, pray. Pray is good. But, you know, I'm, I come from a religious background. So we have, there's a term, you know, faith without work is dead. So yeah, you got to pray, but you got to put in the work.
0: Uh, I wish there was a. I wish uh, I. I'm not even going to end. That's the ending right there. I think that's how we do it. <laughs> if you're not willing, nothing works. If you don't work. Thank you, Sean. This has been incredible. If you're the sort of person who is always looking to surround yourself with champion grade awesomeness, like that last interview Brock and I shared with you, go to edgy.life and join us. That's www.edgy.life take your personal and professional game your life to that next level of awesomeness see you there